In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Did you do your homework assignment? I challenged you in our last study to spend a little time in the first five verses of Revelation 22 where His servants see Him. We're going to see the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to see Him in all of His glory. And when we see Him, we will have every good thing from Him. The opening verses of Revelation 22 emphasize for us all of the blessings that come out of His presence. Now before we look at it together, let me just give you a, a foundational truth. It's true not only then, it's true now. Every good thing comes out of God's presence. James said it this way, Every good and every perfect gift cometh down from above, from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So from the very beginning, from the creation forward, all the way to the end, and into the new beginning of eternity, every good thing comes out of God's presence. What comes out of His presence when we see Him in Revelation 22? The Bible says, And He showed me, a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Do you see, pictured in your mind, a river of water of life flowing from the throne? And then he goes on in verse 2 to say, In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life. So in verse 1, you have the water of life. In verse 2, you have the tree of life. And so here's the first great blessing that grows and flows out of His presence, it is very simply life. You see, He's the God of life. He's the God who spoke the world into existence. He's the God who breathed life into Adam. He is the God who brings new life and abundant life. And now He's the God who brings perfect, forever life. See, your eternal life started on the day you received the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior, but it has no end. It begins at a point in time when you come to know the God of life, but it has no ending. It's infinite because God's life is forever. So we're going to spend eternity entering in more and more to an understanding and an experience and an enjoyment of God's perfect life. He gives us two wonderful pictures. First, there's a river of life. You remember in John chapter 7, the Lord Jesus connected the, the Holy Spirit's work to a river. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And this spake he of the Spirit. And so I believe it's a reminder to us that the Holy Spirit will have his perfect way. There'll be a perfect flow from the throne at all times. Isn't that glorious? You may know the, the flow and blessing of the Holy Spirit at times, and yet we almost confess that sometimes we get fleshly, we get in God's way, we stop the, the fullness and the flow of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in our churches, but not so then. No, the river will just keep flowing. And by the way, before we move on, could I point something out to you? That in verse 1, if that's true, that the Holy Spirit is connected to this water of life, you have all three members of the Godhead. You have God the Father who's on the throne. You have God the Son referred to here as the Lamb. And now we have God the Holy Spirit as the water of life. So we're going to be with God. Somebody said, where are you going? I'm going to be with God. 
I'm going to live with the Father, live with the Son, and live with the Spirit, which means I'm going to have perfect life. The second picture of this life is not only a river, but it's a tree. In verse number 2, there's the tree of life. Now, does that sound familiar to you? It should. Because you remember in the book of Genesis, there was a tree of life in the midst of the garden. That was the tree that Adam and Eve did not get to eat from in Eden. They didn't eat from it there. That was mercy, by the way, because they had eaten of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and if they'd eaten of the tree of life, they would have lived forever in their fallen state. So when God drove them away from that tree of life, it was actually mercy. Aren't you grateful you don't have to live forever in our fallen state? Praise the Lord for that. So where is the tree of life now? God took that tree to His perfect garden. When man marred the Garden of Eden, when sin destroyed that perfect paradise, God created a new paradise for His children, a new garden, a new place of eternal abode that will be much better than what Adam and Eve even enjoyed. And there He plants the tree of life. So what was forbidden to Adam and Eve in Eden because of sin is now growing in the city that we're going to live in. And notice in verse number 2, the Bible says, In the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river was there the tree of life. Think about this. Somebody says, where's the tree of life growing? Everywhere. Literally. Why? Because it's for everyone. Everyone there gets to enjoy that. Uh, I, I did notice here, in the midst of the street, the tree is growing. Somebody said, why would there be trees in the middle of the street, lining the streets? Watch this. His presence is everywhere we walk. So everywhere you go, you have access to the tree of life. So think about this. This, this pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, a reminder of His purity and His peace, we're drinking from that. We're enjoying that. And then we're eating, in verse 2, of this perfect tree of life. So the first great blessing we have from His presence is life. The second is found at the end of verse number 2. The Bible says that this tree of life bare twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. The second great blessing is perfect love. Do you see here this fruit that's growing? And what's the purpose of the fruit? It's for the healing of nations. The, the word healing there is the same word we get our word therapy from. It's therapeutic. There's a lot of wounds in this world, isn't there? There's a lot of hurt. Are you hurting today? Our world is hurting. Our nation is hurting. But on that day, God is going to apply His therapy, His healing. Uh, this is the love of God. All conflict is now removed. All of that is gone. The nations are not fighting one another anymore. Do you see it? The river comes out from God and the road leads to God. This is Main Street in heaven. And the roots of the tree are rooted in God. It's all about God. The God who is love. One interesting thing, the Bible says that this tree of life yields fruit every month. I don't know a single tree that yields fruit every month perpetually forever except for God's tree. There is no time when it is not yielding its fruit. Remember Galatians 5? The fruit of the Spirit is what's first on the list? Love. And I believe on that day the great fruit of the tree of life is God's perfect love that heals every hurt and ministers to every person who had been wounded but now is made whole in the presence of the great God. So, the first thing we get from His presence is life. The second thing we get from His presence is love. And the third thing we get from His presence is light. We've read through verse 4 already. They shall see His face. His name shall be in their foreheads. But listen to verse 5. And there shall be no night there. 
And they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. So here we have not only perfect life and perfect love, but perfect light. Does this sound a lot like the way God is described to us all through Scripture as life, love, and light? In other words, everything that characterizes the place where we're going to live is really just a reflection of the perfect character of our God. You remember back in Revelation 21 verse 11, the the city had a light like a stone most precious. And then in verse number 23, it had no need of the sun or the moon because the glory of God is lighting it. The Lamb is the light thereof. You cannot imagine the perfect light of the celestial city because it will be the glow of God Himself. Like Moses coming off the mount with the glow on his face. That's what we're going to look at and live in and enjoy forever. I say again, it all comes because of his presence. When we see him, we're going to be like him. And we're going to enjoy his life, his love, and his light. My friend, if you know Jesus, you have a lot to look forward to. The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.